to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. Julie, I was in a waiting room the other day. You know, the kind that have TVs turned to certain stations, the same ones over and over the again. The news or a really old TV show. Exactly. Yeah. Or maybe HGTV. They do that too. Yeah, that's a good okay. waiting room. But this one was a news program, but you know what they were talking about? No, tell me. Digital fasting. Oh, like a social media fast? Oh, you know. Um, it was news to me. I didn't know what it was. I was pretty fascinated by it. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, that is so a thing. That is so like... 2015 to start a social media fast. Oh. So are you going to do one? No, absolutely not. I was I was on my iPad and answering my phone when they were talking about it. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. That's why you need me because you're watching this new segment thinking, oh my gosh, this is breaking news. I have to tell Julie about it. And then I'm coming back and saying, no, this is a thing. I'm sorry that I didn't teach you about social media fasting. We've yeah, got to guess... work that into our weekly pop culture segment where I teach you things. Oh, please do. Because right. that's, that's really important. To well, me. I mean, that's what our relationship is built it on. It is. It is. Appreciate all the help. Anyway, lady friends, I am Julie Graham, daytime nap lover. Yes, she is. And I think naps are horrible. No, they are life. No, they're horrible. But I am Darlene Brock. And my goal in life is to still learn how to be a race car driver. Oh my goodness. When are you going to fit that into your crazy schedule? I don't know because my life is out of balance. A little crazy. Well, maybe after today's episode, you'll figure out how to add that in. That'd be great. Okay, ladies, so today we're talking about something that I know for a fact you're going to relate with, and it is this pursuit of the elusive unicorn at the end of the rainbow that is called the balanced life. And I'm saying this with a ridiculous grin on my face because I know that we're looking for it, but I also know it cannot be found. Right, Dar? You did some research to see who is searching on Google to have the balanced life. What did you find? Absolutely. If you think you're the only one wondering about this, you are not. Okay, let's say you you feel like you don't have control in your life. So what do you type in? How to get control of life. Good question, right? I would totally ask Siri how to do that. Yeah. And do you know how many people ask the same question? Tell me. 123 million Oh my goodness. So we are not alone. Well, yeah. that is good news. That is good news. And then it gets even more interesting. All right. Say, I obviously I can't control my life. So how do I find the balance in my life? So type in Google, love Google, how to find balance in life? Question mark. Type it in. You will get 307 million results giving you answers on how to find balance in your life. That's amazing. I bet if I read every single one of those responses, I still wouldn't end up balanced. I'd still be like a little bit of a lopsided little circle, like rolling down the road. (laughs) I'm imagining like an old bicycle with a crappy wheel. Yeah. Or, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm just stuck in the gutter. Training wheels on it too. Yeah. Because I can't balance on my own. Absolutely. Okay. So, you know, let's give ourselves a break. Women have a lot to balance. We have an enormous, just start the list of things that we have to deal with in life. And and it varies for all of us, but there we can make a list of ones that most of us deal with at least 60% of the list. Absolutely. I mean, comes to mind first off is I am responsible primarily for keeping some semblance of uh, control ugh, of the way my house looks. Oh, 
Like, like in, the cleanliness of it, yikes. Like no dirty dishes on the counter, and at least they're in the dishwasher. You may not have run like it. Like being able to have a clear path from the front door to the kitchen is like, it's a struggle. Okay. So, yeah, you're right. So we keeping your home in home. order, that's a big job. It is a big job. All right. And then, all right, just not that, but we have to provide, generally it's us that provides food unless we can drive through someplace every night on Ain't our no way home. Ain't no shame in that. Yeah, there, there is no shame in that. It yeah, is feeding a gift the from, people, regardless of how many people you have, it, it, we have to feed the people. Yeah, a grocery store and drive-throughs and whatever, but we we are primarily responsible for the. Hey, yeah, these, you got to you got to plan the meal, then you got to buy the meal, and then you got to prep the meal, and then you have to clean up the meal. See, and just the eating part of our lives, there's at least four <laughs> steps. It does it a whole lot of time. All right, so if you have, let's just lay our kids on that. You're feeding them too. But not only are you feeding them. And that's really easy, though, feeding your children. Yeah. Because they love everything you put in front of them. <laughs> All right. Sidebar. That's out of balance. Um, so not only are you feeding them, you are probably, depending on what age they are, you may be taking care of their uh, diaper world, or you may be taking them to soccer practice, or you may be dealing with a 13-year-old drama in the uh, living room that there's a meltdown or a hysterical fit that looks somewhat like a two-year-old toddler <laughs> tantrum, but no, it's a 13-year-old now. So kids, you know, a lot of us have their those. schedules, their issues, yes. their life seasons, their you know, the big milestones that they're struggling through from potty training to beginning middle school and all of the drama that comes with that. Yeah. Yeah. All of that. All right. Then most of us or a lot of us work outside the home, or we may have a job that we do from the home mm-hmm. or you know, a lot of us have another layer of some kind of workload other than the one that's already there. Yeah, other than what we've already talked about. And then maybe there's like some sort of relationship in our life, whether that's um, a boyfriend or a husband or a baby daddy. I don't know who he is, but there's that component of your life, trying to have some sort of a healthy relationship with a significant other. That takes time and attention and balance. Wow, I'm tired. Exactly. See? And there's more. I mean, do you want me to keep listening? Because I think there are significant categories we have not touched. Oh, there are. But I I think we get the picture that we, to keep a balanced life as a woman means you are juggling a whole lot of fronts. So, Julie, is it even possible? Is it something that we can actually achieve? Is it something, is is it an elusive ideal is it a complete myth or is it there is a, a way Starbucks to do it? Frappuccini, Frappuccino unicorn? That's what it is. <laughs> is that what it is? I believe it. And the thing about us women in general, okay, I'm stereotyping, is that we are good multitaskers. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, hey, girls, you can do it. Here's here's 14 balls. Start juggling. Yeah. Let's see if you can pull it off. We multitask to a fault. It's one of our greatest strengths as women, the the fact that our brain can ultimately be doing more than one thing at a time, which we love our men. We love them, but that's just not their strong suit. It is a woman's strong suit to be able to be multitaskers. But sometimes we take that and we like put ourselves into overdrive and all of a sudden my life has 15 tabs open and I'm shutting down. True, true. Okay. I'm going to sidebar here. Just, this is a completely different tip, but girls, Julie's right. Your men aren't that. And if you look at them and expect them to do it, it's going to make that part of your life even more difficult. So that will put that one out of balance. So know that it's okay that they can do one thing 
and then they can do one other thing, and then they can do one other. Um, Sometimes I'm jealous of that. I wish I could do that. I, I, I could see the beauty in that. I can see the beauty in that, and we need to appreciate that, and then we don't need to just get really irritated at him. All right, but I'm stepping off of that little bandwagon. Um, so how do we do this? How do we juggle? Let's Let's just take the... We're working during the day. We Let's say, theoretically, we break it up our days into three segments. We have eight hours of work. We have eight hours of getting ready to go to work, coming home and doing all the home things. We have eight hours of sleep. Does it make you sad to say eight hours of sleep because I, you would never I, want to sleep that much? I, no, no. I already said that. I, If I could do a four-hour night, man, I could get so much done. But that makes me I, want to I cry a little bit. I know. And it's wrong, guys. It's just So don't listen to Darlene. No, no, do not on that one. Uh -uh. Okay. So I I like that you've put it into three, into three eight hour chunks, because that is the truth. That is one equalizer among all people. And therefore among all women, we all have the same 24 hours a day. And there are some practical things we can do to try to gain a little bit more balance. But here, here are friends, what this great, great grit and grace life podcast is telling you. You will never have a beautifully, perfectly balanced life, and that is okay. Oh, it is. It's so okay. we're going to have, we want you to power through with some grit and try to find some ways that you can pull a little bit of control in, a little bit of balance in. But at the end of the day, we want you to walk away from this episode, giving yourself some grace that it's never going to be perfectly beautiful, awesome, Instagram worthy, filtered, no filtered. Okay. Absolutely. We are, we are saying, put aside the guilt absolutely throw it away. So what do you need to do to start? You need to take time to figure out how to balance your life, which is kind of an hysterical. But I don't have any time. Exactly. I have no time to take time to figure out how to balance the unbalanced life that I'm living right now. So but you do just say, all right, I'm going to do this. I am going to take a little bit of time and it may be 10 minutes a day for, you know, two weeks to just make notes to yourself and figure out what you need to do to balance your life, to set your priorities. You know, what's really cool these days, and I haven't gotten into it, but I'm not opposed, is the bullet journal phenomenon. So have you heard of this? I'm laughing because you make fun of my bullet outlines all the yes. time and you're you should loving see on these it. podcast notes, ladies. They're nearly impossible. She's a bullet journal and she didn't even know it. I didn't know. Um, it. So the bullet journal phase, I could see where it came in because it's the idea that you have a journal that you carry with you and in it, you you know, sub bullet out everything you want to accomplish every single day. And I think there's some good idea there of, you know, keeping with you a list of the things that you want to accomplish, but it can get a little crazy when you get like really down on yourself when you can't accomplish it all, because there are definitely going to be days that the laundry overflows, literally like it overflows into the laundry room and your child gets sick and therefore you didn't get to go to work. And now you have to bring your work home. There are going to be those kinds of days that are going to happen. And the bullet journal is just not going to line up perfectly. And I, I'm just going to say this. I think it's perfectly fine to run through Target and pick up some fresh underwear for the kids because you haven't been able to do laundry for three weeks and just throw <laughs> it in the drawer and say, done. I'll always use it. Yeah. But I do think what you said is right. I think one of the first steps to trying to gain, regain some control over our lives and find a little bit of balance is to make yourself take some time. And, and I would recommend taking some time in the morning because I know on the days where I let myself oversleep because I'm exhausted, um, that those are the days I feel most frazzled because I didn't take any time to kind of just kind of chill and get a handle on what I wanted to accomplish in the day. So I am a big proponent and I know that 
you, this isn't your thing, but making sure you start the day with some exercise. Yeah. I mean, I don't care if it's 10 minutes. Yeah, I do. I start with exercise. Two cups of coffee. <laughs> you lift it. Is that like a bicep yeah. workout? Um, but yeah, if you make it a point to spend some time at the beginning of your day, and I mean, I'll give you grace if you want to do it at the end of the day, that's fine. Yeah. But I personally like doing it in the morning and then having some time. I like to have my CNB. It's my coffee and Bible time where I'm just taking a few minutes before the day gets crazy and scheduled and the deadlines are there and the responsibilities kick in to just have a little bit of quieter, calmer, less um, task driven responsibility time where I'm working my body so that I can have the endurance to take on the rest of the day. And then I have those quiet moments where I remember what's most important in life. And then I'm able to attack those things with a little bit more sanity, at least a little bit. More. Yeah. And I think that's great. And you can, you can use a few of those minutes, whether it's exercising or sitting with, you know, your coffee and your Bible or whatever you're doing in that quiet time and reassess your priorities. Absolutely. What matters to me? You want to accomplish good things at work. You want your children to be healthy. You want your house to be as clean as possible. But really, it's sitting down and saying, 10 years from now, what will really matter? What real is it really going to matter that my kitchen's clean? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Is it really going to matter that my child feels loved and I've attended to them or that my husband feels that way and knows that he's a priority or that my job gets a clear head. What What is my priority? And, and sort it out. And they will shift. Mm-hmm. But you need to set your priorities to maintain balance. Another one we need to do is manage expectations. Oh, man. Yep. That's one that I can get out of balance on. I think everyone has the same priorities as me, and therefore I expect them to do things the way I would do them, in the timeline I would do them, to the quality I would do them, or or this, that I would assume they would drop the obvious things I would drop when there's just too much on the plate at one time, because that happens. Yeah, absolutely. And not only expectations for uh, from those in our life, but expectations on ourselves. What do, mm-hmm. we, do we expect ourselves to be the perfect mom? the perfect worker, the perfect, it's like, give yourself a break. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Give yourself a break. And then there are times where we need to turn one part of life off so we can address the other. Yeah. Because you literally can't be doing everything all the time. No, you can't. And, and you come home at night, electronics are wonderful. Okay. I say that they are, they're wonderful. But if you're getting work emails and text Mm -hmm. and communications all evening long, when you've decided you're going to help your child with homework, or you and your husband are going out on a date, or you've met a new man you want to build a relationship with, and you're answering your text or Mm -hmm. your cell phone messages that are coming in, Well, you're not giving either one of those parts of your life the full attention it deserves. So sometimes you have to turn one part off and leave the other full on. Yeah. And you mentioned before there might be seasons. So there might be seasons of life where that kind of turn off, turn on 
um, thinking is applied to turning off certain whole areas of your life where there might be a season where, you know what, I'm not going to work in this season because I do want to build into my children. And that could be where you're coming from. Or you decide, you know what, my kids are in school um, and they're, you know, maybe you say they hit middle school or high school where they kind of have more of a life of their own. And you decide that that's when you want to start picking up a career. And so there's, there's seasons. And then there's also segments of the day where you've got to just kind of make those decisions to turn things on and off and change your direction because that whole, you know, multitasking thing, everything you're doing when you're multitasking is a little bit lower on the quality scale when you're, you're still kind of got your brain in multiple, you know, responsibilities, multiple issues that you're trying to solve at the same time. But if you say, nope, I'm closing the tabs of work and housekeeping and meal prep, meal prep while I, you know, play with my child, then those other three things will be done better when you change your focus to right now, I'm going to make dinner and I'm not doing anything else. True. True. And then the flip side of that is work-life in- integration. Okay, mm-hmm. What I mean by that, and I had a unique situation where we did own our own businesses, so I did get to call the shots a little bit. And there were times when some seasons where I would go on a road trip, I would get on a plane to go to a festival where one of my bands was playing, and I took one of my children with me. Mm-hmm. Um you know, kind of lost him backstage or, you know, things like that because they would feel like they had run of the theater. (laughs) Um, But it was, they were experiencing my work world. That's cool. And it was a wonderful thing for them. And it was wonderful for me because we had time together. And yes, I was working, um, but they were part of it. And the other side too is where, You know, you might be able to go to, or another thing too, you might be able to go to your boss and say, I need to go on this field trip with my child on this day. So can I work on this project on this day? Yeah. Can I do, it's finding ways to integrate the two and make them as flexible as is possible within the work that you have. You know, we haven't talked about yet that I think somebody is screaming, but what about time for just me? Is that a thing? Am I allowed to take it? Should I take it? I have heard a quote said and, you know, different variations of it that you can't take care of anyone else if you don't take care of yourself first, or you can't, you know, you can't really be, um, beneficial to anyone else if you're not taking care of yourself first. And I, I definitely think there's some truth to that because I can see it in my own life. When I start to try to take on too many things and try to be like awesome sauce at all of it, and then it's all, everything is just kind of mediocre, but there's lots of it. I start to feel really crabby. And then I start being crazy mean to everyone in my life. And I know I'm doing it to myself and therefore I'm doing it to everyone else. And I just got to turn it off for a day and just Take a step back and say, these other things matter, but I'm not giving my best attention to them because I've overrun myself and I've got to take a break. Oh, absolutely. And I think to give ourselves grace once again, it's that you can't take care of yourself all the time. It just doesn't work out because we're all so busy. But make sure you take care of yourself as much as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. You know, I saw that for every... Three things we do for someone else, we should do one for ourselves. Well, if you just do five to one or six to one, Mm -hmm. just make sure that one, the you, is getting taken care of. Mm -hmm. Whatever ratio works in your life, it should not be 100 to zero. It should Mm -hmm. be, you need to be in there somewhere. You'll stall out well before that, for sure. Very much so. 
So how do we do that? What do we, what are some steps we can take, Julie, to, to achieve this? I think one of the first things is you've got to learn to start saying no to something or a couple somethings. Oh, wow. So hard, though. I know that it's really hard, it but is. you've got to say no to some things. Yeah, it's not. Julie, you're an overachiever. I know that. I am, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're both guilty of that. But it, and it's hard to do when you know, oh, I could do that. I could you totally need do that, that done. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you need that help and I could do that. But well, you've got to start really assessing in your bullet journal. In I your mean, bullet. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, when to say no to some things, recognizing that it's not to let somebody else down, but it's actually to prevent you from letting somebody who's more important to you down, whether and, that's yourself or your family. And two, think this, there may be somebody else who should be doing that. And if you mm-hmm. step in and do it, you've taken that privilege away from them. So mm-hmm. don't, so learn to say no. Yep. Little things like take walking shoes to work. And do people buy walking shoes anymore? I, I mean, I saw know. that in the notes and I think, I thought, I think this is where Dar and I are, our age starts Would, to But show. you walk in your walking stilettos? Shoes? Oh, no. I'm saying. But I also it, don't walk. Well, okay. I'm, if you sat at a desk eight hours a day or more <laughs> all day and you needed to get out. You're right. I would not be going for a walk on my lunch break in my six inch platform. Amazing. Exactly. So whatever your walking shoes look like, it's probably not the stilts that you wear. I just imagine like white lame sneakers that um, that Steve (laughs) Martin wore in Father of the Bride. That's what I was picturing when I read that note. No, they could be really cute little walking shoes. It's just shoes that aren't stilettos. So you don't hurt yourself on your lunch break. So you go out on your lunch break and you listen to the archives of this Grit and Grace Life podcast. There you go. And just get a little bit extra exercise, clear your head, take a break from the meeting agenda, whatever it might be, take a little break and kind of pump your pump, pump some iron at the same time. (laughs) Absolutely. Something that I used to do, Julie, that worked out when um, I had one, my youngest daughter was in elementary and my uh, eldest was in middle. Uh, Lauren, my eldest, her school started a full hour before Mm -hmm. our youngest did. At like, if you can even imagine me doing this, because you know I hate mornings. Her <laughs> school started at 7.30 in the morning. I don't okay? know why they start that time. I That's don't crazy. know, but here's the commitment we made. I took Lauren to school, and then I went to work. We were in the music business, so our office didn't open until 10, 9.30, 10. Okay? <laughs> so I would drop her off, and I would get to work an hour to an hour and a half before anyone else arrived. Mm-hmm. For me, it, and then my husband would take, our youngest daughter to school. So he had dad time with the youngest. I got to work where nobody else was in the building. It was my quiet time. Mm. It was my quiet time where I didn't have girls, husband, or employees mm-hmm. anywhere near my office. So I had that full hour to, to, you know, read, to pray, to think, to plan my day, whatever I needed to, to do. To drink three cups of coffee. To drink three cups of coffee, which finally got me going by nine o'clock. It's but because you don't sleep. I'm telling you, I'm solving your problems right here, Thank live you. on the podcast. Appreciate it. But just take the time, whatever, however you can manipulate it, take that time. Mm. I love this idea. You said, um, find a friend that you can switch off evenings with. Explain, yeah. explain how you did that, because I think I need this friend in my life. Yeah. Uh, one, every week, pick one day that you and a friend, you and a spouse, you and whomever can trade off. That means you and your friend both have children. Mm-hmm. The one friend takes care of the children one week, and you go sit at the coffee shop for two hours. I go to Target. Oh, tar- it doesn't matter. Do whatever you want. not to buy want. diapers, just to walk around. Just to walk around to see what's on the end cap that you need to buy. <laughs> um, but just 
trade out weeks. And then the next week you watch the kids and it's, it's like free time. Mm. It's like time that you can just be by yourself, do anything you want or nothing. If you want sit in the driveway in the car, it doesn't matter. <laughs> just it's you time. That's true. I could totally figure this out with my husband too, because yeah. we live out in the boonies now. So we have no friends that would come to my house, but maybe I could convince my husband that we should start the schedule of trading off. That's a good idea. Love it. I think kind of also even spinning off of that, we're talking about having balance. And so something that happens, especially among busy working young children, moms, we can get into this horrible habit of not making time for our relationship, our significant other. And it's kind of one of those things where you're just like, I don't have the time or the money to invest in that. And we'll just, we'll, we'll worry about that when the kids leave. And that's probably not going to work. So this is your girlfriend saying to you, make some time to connect with your man. Yeah, and so and some people say you need a weekly date light, date night. And I think that is wonderful, but I don't know that that's always realistic. And so I'm here to tell you if it's every other week, every three weeks, once a month, whatever it is, but find a, a, a frequency that you commit to and then make that time. Yeah. And I think it doesn't have to be expensive. We mm -hmm. have at the Grit and Grace Project on the website, an article on how to have a date night. We have a couple of them. Mm -hmm. It doesn't cost anything, night, yeah. the cheap one. And so, you know, make it cheap. We'll link to those in the show notes. Some really good and different ideas are there for sure. And you know what? If you don't have a man, there's at least one article I know of that was recently posted that's cheap girls nights. So mm -hmm. make time for girls nights too. All right. What are, what, is there anything else you can think of that would be a really practical way to build some balance into your life? Um, this is kind of a simple one, but lock the bathroom door and take a bath. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, it sounds weird, but okay. There's just a little free time. I'm locking the bathroom door. Nobody comes in. I'm turning the music on, whatever. I just want some quiet time. It may be 15 minutes, mm -hmm. but it's quiet time. Little things like that matter too. That's awesome. Um, I see this last one you put on here, which I think is smart, is a lot of times we end up in the car for some sort of commute, whether it is taking our kids to school, then we got to turn around and drive home or to or from work or whatever, um, making a point to set up a phone date with someone that you want to connect with, but your time is, you know, difficult. And so on Tuesday mornings, I'm going to call my Biff and that's going to be our guaranteed catch up time. Even if it's eight minutes, yeah. that's going to be the time that we're going to commit to investing in our friendship. So that's a good idea too. So it might be when you call your mom, might be when you call your best friend, might be when you call, you know, um, your mentor, so to speak. So that's a good idea too. working that into those rhythms that are already there. And how can you make that time work for you? All right. So if you feel so out of balance or out of control, you may need some input or some practical ask yourself questions on what do I need to know about me? That yeah, helps I think, me know if I'm out of balance. I think we got to kind of take some inventory after an episode like this, because if we're just going to listen to it and nod our heads and say, yeah, I'm a mess and not do anything about it, then I'm not quite sure that you spent this time wisely. So we want you to be able to walk away from this episode with a little bit of a plan. So I want you to take some time to ask yourself these questions. Um, and they're simple. So don't be alarmed. It's not going to be a quiz. You're going to fail. Um, but I want you to ask yourself where in my life right now, in what area? or areas, go you if you have more than one, do you feel like you're actually experiencing balance? So I want you to write those down. So start with the positive. Where do I, at, right now in this moment, in this season, I feel like I am experiencing balances, balance, excuse me. Now you also then need to go and ask yourself, where do I not feel balance? But here is the clincher. This is where it's going to get difficult, but it's actually where it's also going to get real. Take those two questions 
and ask them of your best friend or your child if they're old enough to understand. So maybe you've got a middle schooler and you can ask them, where do you think mommy is finding balance? And you might have to explain that to them. Um, and where is mommy struggling for balance? Or maybe you ask your husband or significant other and see what they have to say and then don't discount it because these people know you. So you've got to kind of take those two things together and line them up. Right. And then I think also, if you take the time, maybe you get your bullet journal, right, Julie? I feel like we need to have a bullet journal for sale on our website right now because we could be killing it. I guess so, because we obviously must believe in it to create (laughs) balance in our life. But take some kind of pen and pencil or computer or put it in notes on your iPhone. But anyway, spend three to five days and kind of make a journal. At the end, tracking how you spend your, what, what do you spend your time on? Yeah. Because you'll be, you will be amazed at, dang, I lost a lot of time doing that. Was Mm -hmm. that one really important to me? Probably not. Or that one was important to me and it didn't get enough time. But if you actually journal your um, timeline, it'll tell you a lot about yourself. Yeah, because it's one thing to have a calendar that says this is where I'm going to do things. But no, we're saying actually come back and reassess at the end of the day what you really did with your time so that you can kind of line up what I wanted to do and what I actually did and find some inconsistencies there. It's kind of like when people say you, you, you want to try a diet, they say you should keep a food journal and write down every single thing you ate. When you're doing that, you do not want to eat the extra food on your kid's plate because you're going to have to write that down in your food journal. It's this kind of thinking we want you to take to your schedule and and finding some balance. Write every single thing that you actually do for a few days and then take some inventory and figure out what you can change. That, our friends, is a practical way you can seem or try to find a little more balance in your life in this season. Don't think that we've got it all figured out oh, because no. I'm looking at Julie, Julie's looking at me and we know each other pretty well and know each of us still have things that we have to work on in balancing our lives. So don't expect to get it all figured out. But if you try and take some of these steps, it'll at least improve to the place where you go, you know what, I can manage this. I can manage it. You know what you just said though? I think it highlights to me another idea is to maybe reach out and ask a friend to hold you accountable. So you just said, I know you and you know me. Well, I think every woman needs at least one friend who really knows her. And you share these kind of your questions and answers to them and say, hey, friend, I need you to help me. I've, I realize that I haven't taken any time for myself, um, you know, in three weeks to just get away and close the door and be alone. Or, you know, I haven't in three weeks taken some time to exercise. Can you, can you ask me about that next week if I did it next week? Because... I really want to make these changes and I need some help. There is nothing wrong with admitting that you need some help. Yeah. And do it with the gentle persuader. Not the drill sergeant. (laughs) Not the drill sergeant. (laughs) Not the drill sergeant. So no one's going to be coming to me. Is that what you're saying? No, not at all. (laughs) I would let you, I would let you help me be accountable, Julie. Absolutely. So Julie, I think what we're really saying is that balance requires applying grit and grace for ourselves and for others. Awesome. All right. Well, we love to end our episodes with a quote about whatever we talked about. And today I pulled one that I think is just fun and light because, you know, we don't want to be drill sergeants. So when we're thinking about balance, some days you eat salads and go to the gym. Some days you eat cupcakes and refuse to put on pants. It's called balance. Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project. 
Take a few minutes and head over to iTunes to rate and review the show so more people can find us and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an upcoming episode. If you can think of a friend who could benefit from this episode or the show in general, please be sure to share us with her. And for all the details on today's episode, find the show notes by heading to thegritandgraceproject.org. You can follow us on social so you miss nothing that we're sharing throughout the week on all things living a grit and grace life. We'll catch you on the next one.